Hello and welcome to the movie podcast review of Avatar The Last Airbender. My name is Daniel. I'm one of your hosts today and joining alongside me. Ah, man, what kind of benders are you guys going to be? What, what do you guys want to bend today? Uh, I'm a fast bender. Steel. Steelbender. <laughs> You're a steelbender. Man of steelbender? No, I, I feel like Anthony definitely 100% is a firebender. Yeah. No doubt about it. No, yeah. man. I'm an airbender. What are you? I like flying. You're airbender, eh? You're all about peace and tranquility and your focus? No. No, no. That's no I'm, I'm pure like destruction, fire, yeah. rain, hell on earth. Yes, yes. 100%. Shay, how about for you? I feel like I feel like you, you you're probably like what do I want to say? Gonna, I mean, I, I don't know if you're gonna go where we're going, but I was gonna say like waterbender, like I don't know, mm -hmm. just like a nice little breeze, you know, comes by, and I'm like, hey, splash some water on you, or whoa, it's it's summertime. We want to go into a pool. We don't have one. Mm -hmm. Okay, quickly, Daniel, you're an earthbender. Dig a hole in the ground. Throw some mm -hmm. water in there. We got a pool. Daniel's earth. We got a pool. I'm I, an earthbender. Right? Earth, he's wearing green right now. He's doing. He's doing this like earth vibe. You know, right, brown right, right. hair, green shirt. <laughs> yeah. That's it. You don't have a green hat on. <laughs> what What's, are the rules? <laughs> what is your point? <laughs> you have a green pillow behind you. It's true. You have a, a green, green pillow. pillow. I live on you planet are, Earth. Yeah. That must be that. <laughs> you're you're you know trying I mean? to save it's, Super Earth. You know, we all, it's all part of it. It's, it's all part of it. You know, the Avatar series has been a long time coming. Uh, I want to say thank you to our friends at Netflix for providing us with the episodes to watch, to review. And then later on in this episode, after we're finished talking all about it, we're actually going to be joined by the showrunner, Albert Kim, um, who, you know, is a writer on the show. He's a producer on the show. And of course, he is the showrunner talking all about it. So if you want to continue the conversation of Avatar, dive deeper into the decisions behind the show. A very candid conversation we had, though, with him, Shay, you know, like someone who I think is so aware of. You know, the passion of the fans behind the show, someone who's aware of, you know what, we're going to make changes. It's going to upset some people. It's going to make some people not happy with what we're doing, but also just like this isn't, you know, taking over what the original show was. This is doing something different. I think when you're when you're you're speaking, we're speaking to Albert, you know, just maybe a week after the social embargo has left it for the show and the internet um, is, is no stranger to being a noise of just negative energy sometimes. Right. I mean, like that's kind of what's always thrown out there. So I think sometimes a lot of that breaks through. There are, there is a lot of positive feedback that I've been seeing about this show. And a lot of people are saying like, yes, this is what we wanted. And it's like, that's awesome to hear. I think a lot of people are not looking at this and we're, we're going to get into this in our review, obviously is this is an adaptation. You, you're not you why would you want the exact same thing that you got animated but in live action you want someone to kind of give it their own spin give it their own you know love to it and albert big fan of the series you know he's, his kids yeah. love the show he loves the show so kind of going from that point it's like this is not just some hollywood producer that got up there and said let's do an avatar show and you're good to go this is albert he's, he clearly likes this a lot albert kim wanted to make this show he put his own love into it and that's what a lot of people on the internet do as well when they're fan casting and they're theorizing what they want to do with the show that's their adaptation of it this is his so um we're gonna get into it more i'm sure but he, was, it was a really good conversation i like that you said candid because that's exactly how i would describe it yeah and and here's the thing whether you were critical of this show or you're loving the show we really encourage you to watch that interview because you at least get some perspective towards the end of it right from 
the person responsible uh, right at the end. So yeah, Albert Kim joining us later on in this episode. Avatar, The Last Airbender is releasing on Netflix today. So if you are watching this review, it is out now in its entirety. All eight episodes you're able to watch on Netflix. Like I said, thank you to them for inviting us to watch the episodes early so we could bring it to you. Because, of course, this is the movie podcast. We have brand new episodes all throughout the week. We have incredible reviews, interviews, discussions on movies, whatever you like. We're here for you. You could follow us on all social media platforms at the movie podcast, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, wherever you are, we're there. Check out our show notes below for all of those links and more. We also have a great offer going on right now. If you want to get 50% off factor meals, check out our show notes below. Use that affiliate link that helps out the show a lot. So go do that. Uh, and of course, join our discord. If you're passionate about avatar, We'll open up an avatar room. We'll have a, a spoiler room in there that you could chat with all of our fellow community members. What we really want to do here at the movie podcast is build an incredible community of entertainment lovers. And our discord is a big spots, you know, to meet some really cool people from all around the world. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe, leave a comment below. And again, stay tuned later on in this episode for our conversation with Albert Kim. Let's get things going right away. Anthony, I'd love for you to start us off. Give us your first reaction to the Netflix show, but I would also love for you as a precursor to give us your background with the Avatar series. I have zero background with the Avatar series. I, so I'm, there you that, go. Come for him in the comments. Come, come uh, at me. You know, Anthony's there for Throw you. Throw all your bending at me. <laughs> Honestly, I don't. Like I, like, I have no connection to this series. I haven't seen it. Don't know the characters. I'm completely blind to this fandom. So I know that there was a live-action version of this story. Um, M. Night Shyamalan directed Avatar, and it was very disappointing to a lot of fans. And up until this moment... I didn't know how much resistance there was still in regards to making another live action version of this story. Uh, and I learned that when I tweeted out my comments and a lot of people were kill him, get him. Yeah. And, and, and I don't get it. Like, I guess I don't understand it, but um, I, I do understand it and I don't understand it because you always will have the animated version, which you will always love. You'll always be able to go back to. So creating a live action version is just another way of telling the story and opening it up to people. And I feel like a lot of people don't like that. And they're very safeguarding their, their beloved Aang. Like gatekeeping it, right? It's like, it's, it's a little bit of a fascist fandom. I like to call it that, but you're just, you're just going to, you're inviting heat, man. You're inviting heat. This is an observation, man. Like again, no, I love it though. But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is all fandoms though, right? This is, and again, this is an exclusive to avatar fandom or, you know, DC fandom, Marvel fandom, Star Wars. This is fandoms in general that people are very protective and possessive. And I mean, we are all guilty of it in some regards. But, you know, when you're opening up the internets to oh, yeah. these things, you're going to get a lot of comments on it. So yeah, and I, that's and the I, reality. I was like that it. with Star Wars, with certain Star Wars uh, uh, takes and how they treated certain characters. I was very much like that. Then I just, you know, I kind of got out of that mindset and I grew up and I'm like, I, I don't need to put that negativity, but um, going into the series, there is, there is a bit of a hesitation. Will it be good? Will it do the animation justice? Will fans like it? And, you know, for me, is this a series that will get me 
excited for future seasons? Will it get me hooked? Will I want to watch this? I really enjoyed One Piece, which is another fandom animation anime story, even though this is a more of a North American anime. Um, I really enjoyed that story. I really enjoyed the live action version of it. I'm excited to see what they do with it next. But will this be the same thing? And after watching all eight episodes, I could say there's potential, but I really struggle to connect with the series. I think it comes down to story and performances. I found the series as a whole to be very unconvincing, um, childlike, it lacked maturity, and it, I couldn't connect with it. And that's that's something I, I really wish I did, I, I because I enjoy certain aspects of the story, but it's that performance and story as a whole where I was like, there needs to be a little bit more of a, a mature look into these characters because they came off very 90s, um, you know, ch child shows. Like, I, I, I kept thinking of Power Rangers when I kept watching. I'm like, Power Rangers, Power Rangers, Power Rangers, because it just felt like they had this massive budget. For sure. But the script behind it didn't feel like it was in line with it. You know, you have these huge environments, you have these beautiful action sequences, visual effects are great for a TV series, and the acting and story just didn't work in line with it. There was no chemistry between the two, if that makes sense. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm curious for you, uh, I know, like, I mean, for all of us, I mean, I, I don't really have a big history with this series, you know, Avatar The Last Airbender was something that I'd watch a couple episodes, I'd either see it at friends' houses or I'd watch it waiting for whatever my show was on YTV to start, right? Whatever whatever it was. So you'd get little bits and pieces of that show. Um, but I'm curious, when you say it is more um, immature, are you saying more in, like in how they're acting or is it more of the storyline that it's following? Because I'm assuming it, like we're going off the story that was from the 2005 show which is a nickelodeon show as well too right but it's a bit of both daniel interesting honestly it's i found the characters to be a very whiny and i just i just felt that they were almost becoming caricatures of the animation which right. might have worked as a children's show when you're you're creating the storyline because animation they're 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 just they have more of a a different approach to how a character can act in an animation storyline where when you're right. in live action and you seeing this person for real, when they are very whiny or stubborn or, or just like, I just wanted to go into the show and slaps a lot of these kids. Cause it's just like, why are you acting the way you are? And I understand that again, it is a children's show, but when you bring it into a live action environment like this, there needs to be some sort of, there's, there's a well-roundedness of serious, seriousness and 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 fun and and a bit of immaturity but when it a lot of the times i found myself saying man why is why is ang acting that way or why is zuko so so whiny a lot of like i just kept thinking that and as i went through these episodes the ca the cast got better and better i think it was the episode six where i think it was masks where zuko has his backstory with his father and there was this there was a struggle between who Zuko is and I'm like oh shit this is gonna this is what I want this is the story I want from this this world because it's it be became more serious again you're opening this this series to a lot more people especially on Netflix not all kids are on Netflix there's 
more, there's adults there. There's, there's people who don't ever watch uh, cartoons. They're 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 going to all be involved in this in this series. So yeah, they're going to find the series, right? They're going to find the series, and and that's something that I sorry to jump in, Anthony, because you're saying, and I, I think this is something that I, I was just kind of thinking about now. At the time when you know Avatar came out as an animated series on Nickelodeon, that was a lot more of a mature show. At the time, it is mature for Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. You're getting like these season long, like SpongeBob and all those fairly odd parents, Danny Phantom, whatever. What else is on Nickelodeon at that time, right? Compare, give that to Avatar, which was a lot more in depth. You're getting a lot more character development, and then you're taking what was already a more mature cartoon, mature for a kids network putting it into the live action realm where things feel a lot more real and dangerous. And we see the stakes of the show more intense. So I totally get why the story isn't really matching up with the worlds that it's building. Mm -hmm. Right. And like I said, episode six is where I really started to enjoy my viewing. And as I went through it, I'm like, okay, this is getting better. And I, that's where I started to see the potential. It's Mm -hmm. those at the beginning episodes where I found it struggled a lot. They struggle a lot with the with the performances, and and I think it's just they just need to find their groove because I'm sure this is going to get a second season. I'm sure they're going to tell more these these actors and actresses. They're going to grow and they're going to get better at what they do. But I just this is my first reaction. This is how I felt watching it. Even for someone who doesn't know the story. I do like the airbending. I like the the world building. I like the Fire Nation and and how they destroyed everyone and how it's they the Avatar works and all that. Like that all works for me. It's that performance and the and the intricate story that leads or connects these these things together is where I found it lacked the strength. Shabazz, how about yourself? Jump on in into the uh, finally bended water. What is your first reaction to Avatar, The Last Airbender? I think a lot of the points that you brought up, Anthony, are, are kind of spot on. I feel this show, it has room for improvement. So when you look at what season two could bring, it, it excites me a lot because well, speaking at Albert as well, that they're, they're, the, the entire team is aware of the criticisms that the show is getting. And it's kind of like, this is criticism from some people that also haven't seen the show because they're just reacting to, to trailers that they've seen for myself. You know, I, I, I'm not too familiar with the avatar world and the lore. Kind of like Daniel, it would be like something that was on at the very end of a show that I'm watching or beginning of a show. And I'm kind of like, all right, let me just watch until my show is about to start. So I was always curious about it. Um, dabbled a little bit in the M night Shyamalan movie. And I, uh, it wasn't for me. I'm sure there are fans of it out there, I, or maybe they're not. Who knows? And it, it 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 didn't really win me over onto the franchise. But I was curious, you know. After after watching One Piece and we did a review for that, I really liked One Piece. I thought that was really cool. Another franchise that I'm not too familiar with, but let me go ahead and learn more about it. Avatar had a similar pull for me. I'm like, okay, you know, shot in Canada. A lot of the cast is also Canadian too. There's just a lot of good faith kind of going into this and visually in those trailers it kind of looked like what they were trying to achieve it felt at least um again as someone who isn't aware of the lore too much it felt like they were trying to honor it as much as possible watching it i i'm kind of all over the place with it some of the effects didn't look that great to me and and it's not its fault because the show is so effects 
heavy. Like I can't think of a show that has been this effects heavy in a very, very long time. There's so much happening with it. So yeah, some scenes are not going to look great. You can't have a $200 million episode each episode. So that's just going to be way too much. So how they're probably balancing that budget, it's fine. It, and it just kind of threw me off at some points. But I was getting into what the show was trying to do, and I understood what the characters wanted to be. I do understand where you're coming from. I think that a lot of these characters and actors, they don't really feel like they're completely in their role, a little whiny here and there, and maybe I'm not falling in love with them as the way that I should. But I'm excited to see where the feedback of the show comes in and where the adaptation can go from here, because we have more seasons of the show, of the animated. We have comic books. We have so much fan stuff that has come out about this show as well that you can really take it to a really interesting place and you can go back to maybe honoring it in a much closer term than maybe the adaptation that you've gone to but i guess it all is going to depend on how people actually react to this show when it comes out because the noise that's out there a lot of it is for people who haven't seen the show so i'm really curious to see where it goes but so far i i enjoy what i'm seeing i'm not completely in love with it i don't know if I'm going to watch a second season, but I'm excited for the prospect of a second season. I'm right there with you, Shay. I, I think while watching this series, I was like, okay, you know what? Like, I'm approaching this, like Anthony mentioned at the beginning of this review, I'm approaching this like somebody who is finding the show on Netflix may have no previous knowledge of that this was a Nickelodeon show back 20 years ago, and the series just celebrated its 19th anniversary, which is wild. Um, so I'm, I'm going into this, and I'm again, I, I'm familiar with some of the lore. So going into it, it's like, okay, like that looks that looks interesting. I think the fire effects looks really good. The like fire is one of those things. I'm like, we've nailed fire now as visual effects. Like we got it, we got it. It looks great. Whenever you see, you know, I think when we're starting to bend the air and we're flying around a little bit, I'm like, okay, here we go. There's these are some of the shots that mm-hmm. may stick out to you. But again, there's some really huge sequences in the show that are that are really visually impressive, and that's what you want. I mean, you have a show that was very much inspired. Obviously, it's it's animated by inspired by Japanese animation, and 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 telling these these larger stories. Um, to adapt that, very similar to One Piece, almost every if every shot, every character is a visual effect. So the fact that they were able to even pull this series together i feel like season one for me was enough of a base hit for me to be like okay you know what it's a little rocky i think just like anthony said there's some characters and i'm like you know what anytime it, it cuts over to you i'm just like okay let's 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 see what what, what else is going on in the in the series who else can we kind of learn more about but it, it, it's one of those things i'm like okay you know what wherever we go from here should we um get future seasons or if we're going to go to legend of Korra or wherever we're going to go, because that, that was another big one. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see where we'll go again. I'll probably try out season two, but at, it, it all depends where season two really goes. If it feels like it's an engaging story. I think the first episode of, of this series is going to be a litmus test for a lot of people who are new to the series and be like, okay, do I want to continue watching? Was because it ends on enough of a like, okay, these are the stakes that we're setting up. If this is enough for you to continue on, then continue on. But if you're not, you know, hooked after the first episode or really on board after the first episode, as somebody who was coming into this, who this wasn't really on my radar in terms of something I was looking forward to. Um, if it, it all kind of feels very similar after that for me. And I know that may be generalizing it. It just, it just all kind of felt like, okay, we're, 
going on here. We're going, we have to go here. We're getting this information. Now we have to go to over and do this. It's like, okay, I get it. But like, that's, that's just kind of where I'm approaching it again. It's no shade to the show. I have so much respect for the original series as I hope, I'm sure a lot of the people making the show did for this one. Um, I didn't vibe as much with it as I wanted to, but again, I'm always curious to see where things could turn around. And I know we're in an era right now where if something doesn't hit immediately, they're canceled. And I don't think shows sh should be, I mean, canceled. Like a show is canceled. No, um, Cause you think of breaking I mean, like, bad, I, I, you think of all these other, and I'm not saying this is going to be like the breaking bad level, but there's no, but there's uh, a but potential, you, but you see how, hundred percent and and that's the thing right you look at netflix netflix knows stranger things is ending we have a lot of ips that we are now you know shepherding to new audiences and we need to make sure that they hit for people right so if this is this season for me was at least enough of a base hit visually uh from the characters uh to the story that i'm like okay you know what there's enough of a foundation here to try and build from here where it goes that's entirely up to the team that's going to take it on from here I i'm curious uh, but that's kind of where i'm at right now any other thoughts uh from the team i just i want to say uh in terms of performances i think the strongest two performances is daniel day kim as ozai and oh yeah paul sun young lee if i pronounce that properly as uncle appa man Eos. always appa um he they're, they're just very good at what they do and when you see them on screen and their their presence is on screen especially with daniel day kim because he's this father who's who runs the fire nation who is very strict with his family almost to the point where i don't know his motives because he feels like he's pitting them his family his the daughter and the sons against each other but i also feel like he loves them i don't know it's like this abusive relationship toxic very toxic um and, as, and then there's the, the uncle who, who's played by Paul, who's just so warm and cuddly. And he is, you know, Zuko's, you know, his, his conscious. He's the one who's trying to lead him to be a great leader for this nation. But Zuko's so, you know, stubborn like his father who, you know, he wants to find this avatar, bring him to his dad so he can take his rightful place. But I do believe that those two performances are the strongest, and we'll see what you know what the future seasons bring and who comes and who goes. But um, I do think Ang has the potential to be a really great character for Netflix to continue with, and I just hope that the fans at least understand this is a base hit. Nothing's perfect. Nothing's number one. This is not Dune two. This is not Dune one. This is just a Netflix series <laughs> that has a potential to grow. Speaking of growing, uh, everyone has some incredible facial hair in the show. I will say that the facial hair uh, and the makeup and hair department on this show, unless that was genetics by everybody, oh my God, incredible beards. Because you were just talking about Uncle, and I was just like, man... Great beard. It looks just pristine. I thought you were talking about us for a second. I'm like, yeah, we all do. Yeah, have like, I thought I'm like, great. such us a too. random thing to say in the middle of this. It was a review. very random thing. Yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah. And I thought but, you but it was related us. to the show, though. It was related oh, to the okay, show. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, that's our thoughts on Avatar The Last Airbender. Again, it is out now on Netflix. Thank you so much to them for sharing the episodes with us to watch. Stay tuned because coming up next, we have our interview with showrunner, executive producer, and writer, Albert Kim.
Hi, Albert. I'm Daniel. Hi, Daniel. And I'm Shabazz. Hi, Shabazz. How are you? We're doing great. Thank you so much for asking. Yeah, we're doing great. We're so excited to talk with you today. I think what never ceases to amaze us is that we're having all of these shows that we grew, that we grew up with ha- being so popular, now seeing these live-action versions, and they look like the shows that we remember them looking. Yeah. It's, it's incredible to be part of something like that. Yeah, I mean, I've said this before, but first and foremost, I, I was a fan of the original as well. So even before, you know, my writer brain or producer brain kicks in, I, I came at the whole project as like, wow, it's it's Avatar, you know, and so like, <laughs> I, I kind of share that same feeling with you, you know, at, at, yeah. and I know I created the show and worked on it. But like, I also want to sit back and watch it as a fan, too. And I'm really excited, too. Yeah, of course. Now, I, I know you, you posted, uh, I, I think, a couple of days ago or may have been yesterday, uh, the billboard on sunset boulevard so what was like what was going through your mind seeing that as you're driving down there oh i was blown away i you know i i i I should i you know a little embarrassed to admit it but like i pulled over in the sunset i got out of my car i took the pictures as you should like i was (laughs) like wow it's incredible to see i I knew it was coming because i had obviously talked to the marketing team about it and, and everything and they sent me a map of where they all are but seeing it there in larger than life, literally larger than life was just amazing. And it blew me away. So I stopped. I took pictures. I tried to get close. The second and third one were actually hard to reach. So I just stayed back and <laughs> <laughs> you got to go to all of them now on the map. That I, you I, have. I know. And like, um, you know, there's I think they're up in Times Square in New York. I haven't seen pictures of those yet. Um, we've also got a um, Appa Fuzzy bus running around t- town. It's wow. amazing. Fuzzy, which I know is out there. I have yet to see it in the wild um, or pictures of it. I'm dying to see it. That's amazing. That's really, really cool. And how many times have you driven by it again now to keep taking pictures? <laughs> I went by once at night and once at night. I actually don't live very close there, so it's a little bit of a haul for me, but it was worth it to go see it in real life. No, for, no, for sure. That makes total sense. But And you talked about you know, how the, the fan base of the show is so amazing. They're so passionate. It's a massive show. What was your mindset really kind of coming into the series? I mean... As you probably know, it's a double-edged sword. You know, the expectations are so high. I've talked about this before, but when I first started the project, my daughter, who got me into the show in the first place, and it was her favorite show, was super excited. My son, who was a little older, was very wary because he knew what, and he's deep into the fan culture for a lot of different things, and he knew, like, it can be a very, you know, rough environment uh, at, at times. But at the same time, you know, it's a gift to be able to have so many people so passionate and so invested in the story that you're working on i i gotta say you know in the end i'd rather have that than be ignored you know so i'd rather of course be involved in something that everyone is super excited for and wants to be part of rather than the opposite so and so i'm fully aware that there are high expectations uh, for the show because like i said first and foremost i'm a fan and i have those same expectations definitely and I, and I think that's such a great way to approach it because you know you the show is coming up on 20 years which is yeah yes wild. It was the 19th anniversary of the premiere yeah oh, absolutely wild to think that you know this has been part of so many people's lives for so long how are you approaching it to you know stay true obviously to what came before but also updating it with for an audience in 2024 well, the great thing about the original is that it's so timeless, especially thematically. You know, all the themes uh, in the original series, whether it's about the nature of personal responsibility or bringing hope to a world that desperately needs it, 
um, those are all so relevant today. I, I remember being in the writer's room and we would all sit around talking about these things and we would come up with real world examples in, of today's world. It's like, wow, this is amazing. Like the responsibility one generation has to the other and and like how, how uh, people view conflict. And it was all um, amazingly true now as it was then. So it wasn't like a lot needed to be updated in that sense. You know, it was more about um making that translation from animation to, to live action uh, as well as um you know uh grounding the characters a little bit since um you wanted them to give them a little more room to breathe and live in the emotions of the moment because the animated series was great but like it moved very fast and sometimes you know didn't have the opportunity to spend a lot of time and let the characters live in those moments um and that's one of the things we tried to do yeah and and i think you you see that because you're given you know the the benefit of time here to really focus on character stories and you're also you know translating a lot of or, or everything from the animated worlds into a live action worlds and seeing how even one-to-one -one it could get sometimes or just visually it's so cool that we're in a place like we were saying at the top of the of, of our discussion is that that we can recreate this now and make it look like this we can recreate it and i think one of the reasons we were able to do this is you know our technology especially in vfx has gotten to the point where you can do some of the things that they did in the original series that's one of the biggest challenges we had is like some of the action and set pieces in the original series were just so epic um, <laughs> that uh, it was a challenge logistically and financially for us to be able to do it. And there are certain things that among my biggest regrets were leaving out incredible sequences from the original that I loved. Um, and uh, fans will know what those are immediately once they start watching the show and all i can say is like i agree with you i wish we could have done that that incredible epic scene um you know we we just had to pick and choose where we spent our resources um you know i i, I don't think this is a huge spoiler but like in the episode in the first season of northern air temple it's almost a finale in itself you know mm -hmm. that, yeah that, see that that battle scene is incredible mm -hmm. and um but we couldn't do it. You know, there's no way we could do in the live action two finales essentially. But what's but what's what's great with it though too is that this also isn't with a lot of the times when we see with adaptations of you know beloved stories, be it games or or shows or uh, animated films. It's it's also not replacing what has come before, right? It's it's, it's an expansion, adaptation, right? It's so. an ad ad exactly. So this is something that you could watch along with the original series and have both versions coexist yeah i I've, I've said this a lot it's like we weren't doing a note for note out of a translation of the original um we wanted to stay true to the spirit of the original but that meant creating um our own story so it should live side by side with the original it's not meant to replace it it's not meant to supplant it in any way we would never try to do that it's meant to be uh let's say an extension or yeah cousin of it i don't know how you want to put it but it exists together they, they both should be able to you should be able to enjoy one as well as enjoy the other and and have them exist as their own entity definitely and so Absolutely. that's kind of our approach to to it as well we love the fact that you're such a huge fan of the series so there is the, there's the right people that are involved with this show and you're also seeing that there's also so much source material to pull from you can go over to the show and even to the the the, the comics that kind of came after so it, where do you kind of see the, the series evolving? Do you feel like the tone is going to get darker with it as as the, the comics do or the show does? Or do you kind of feel like you're going to start doing your own thing still? Well, well, first off, yeah, I, I agree with you. That it's, it's since in the time since the original show, there's been this wealth of material 
um, whether it's the comics or the novelizations or Quora or all of this stuff. And we drew upon all of it. We looked at all of it and I loved all of it. They're, they're all really good. And, you know, diehard fans will be able to pick out those elements that we borrowed from some of those other sources. Um, and we kept, we were cognizant of the entire universe that has been built up since then. Um, in terms of where it goes, I mean, you know, we have the benefit of hindsight and knowing uh, where the original series goes. So there's a, there is a roadmap in place. Um, that's not to say, again, like we did in the first season, it's going to be exactly a one-to-one -one, uh, adaptation of that. But um, logistically and practically speaking, I haven't given much thought to it at all because all I want to do is get this first season across the first. <laughs> and so like, tomorrow is going to get circled on my calendar for four years now. Um, but like, uh, you know, theoretically speaking, there is this wealth of material there and something of a roadmap to use going forward. Love That's that. Good. That's oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Now, we have to ask you, we couldn't speak to you and not ask, you know, which of the arts would you want to be a master of of course and uh, having all of them uh we can't accept we have to choose one of the four yes uh, yeah <laughs> i always change say i'd be the avatar but i guess that's not that's <laughs> um i think that uh you know, since all the bending uh disciplines kind of are meant to reflect the character's personalities in a way i i probably am closest to an airbender a little bit more fluid hopefully you know um you know going with the flow a little bit and um uh, a little more zen about things I, I would hope that that's the case but like at the same time there are times when i can definitely feel the firebender rising up <laughs> oh sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> leading so, up to those days <laughs> yeah there that happened there are certain days when the, the, the airbender is nowhere to be found in my personal <laughs> well we're definitely getting airbender vibes from you right yeah. now okay <laughs> that's good that's good i'm glad so yeah so i, I probably would uh, be more of an airbender than uh, the others that's fantastic <laughs> that's amazing you, what a amazing cast you have and an awesome like crew that's involved with this as well there must be no shortage of amazing days on set so curious for you what would you say were your favorite days to be on set oh wow um that's a good question i think uh day one um just the first day of shooting and like realizing it's all coming together and actually uh, day one the first thing we shot was uh Sokka and katara finding the iceberg that was the first oh one. wow and so, like, seeing Ian and Gao and Dio come out in their costumes, fully in character, getting into their kayak, and and then, you know, coming up to our iceberg set, that was pretty amazing. I mean, like, it was uh, something of a dream. And that sequence, that scene is actually a great one to do as first, because it's full of awe and wonder and mystery and, like, all of that we were able to do in the moment. So um, it, it's kind of hard to top that, but we had a lot of great days on set. I mean, like there are certain, it was a great day when we had uh, James C, the cabbage merchant on set, you know, yeah. <laughs> everyone sure. was uh, really into him. We had another great day. I don't know if I should spoil it, but like there's a certain thing, there's a certain other fa fan favorite characters that show up and let's just say everyone started singing. Uh, <laughs> so like uh, that was a lot of fun as well. Um, the day we shot the Agni Kai, um, we spent, yeah. uh, Roseanne Liang, who was directed that episode, insisted that we give it a proper due. So we spent an entire day just shooting that scene. Amazing. And, um, we had Daniel Day Kim in Dallas uh, for the whole day, and that was incredible too. So yeah, there's a lot of highlights for me during the whole process. That's, that's incredible. That's awesome. A lot of for fans to look forward to. Yes, yeah. yes. Albert, so, thank yeah. you 
Thank you so much for your time. You know, we, we can't wait. We're excited for you to finally cross off that date tomorrow on your calendar. So <laughs> we're really looking forward to it. We're looking forward to everybody watching this show and just sharing the love of Avatar with you and everybody else that you know. So thank you so much for your time today. And we hope to talk to you again soon. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. Of course. Take care.